Welcome to the Field by Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Victoria Dumay, entrepreneur, lifestyle coach, philanthropist, and gratitude junkie. And you've come to the place to be empowered by real and authentic conversations that will unravel you and deliver you to a place of discovering your true authentic self. All right, we have another Fueled by Gratitude podcast, and today my guest is my fiance, Daniel Mikolashek. We call him Miko. He's known as Miko. Welcome to the podcast for your second time. Or no, actually, this is your third third time. (laughs) Well, thank you, Victoria, for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. And I know that we're going to have some fun today. This is like Mm. completely not... um, scripted scripted at all (laughs) exactly there's no notes it's just something that we're really passionate about talking talking about is communication Mm -hmm. and i think this is gonna be like part two of you don't marry the person you love you marry the person you grow with but really the title is of this is lost in translation Mm. (laughs) i think that we've done a really good job in mastering communication and of course we're still learning it i don't I don't know if you ever really truly arrive at becoming like the perfect communicators, but I definitely feel that we've we've implemented things right. from the first three months of our relationship and partnership right. that was really centered around communication. And I think one of the big reasons why people fight is because of communication. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, they say that I think number one, finances is right, is, right. is like how <clears throat> and then, people end up divorced, I think. Right, and then there's communication. But sometimes it's communication about finances that's hard too. Yeah, so. communication about anything. And so we wanted to kind of share little tips. Again, mm-hmm. this isn't scripted. I didn't write down any like tips right. or anything, but kind of I wanted to share a little bit about what we do like our little ritual that we do every three months, mm-hmm. how we communicate during those like little sessions that we have. And then also throughout any other time when we communicate and have arguments, you know, I want people right. to know that even though I'm madly in love with you, we still have our moments and we still have our conversations that are not always so jolly. <laughs> right. Well, you've, you've taken the curtain down. I guess now everybody gets to see behind the curtain. Yeah, no, let's be like real and vulnerable. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I, I definitely always say like, I'm not here to always paint the highlight, you know, show the highlight reels or right. paint the perfect pictures. Like I'm nowhere near perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not perfect. We're not perfect. But there's definitely things that can help, you know, improve communication, improve relationships, right. keep keep kind of, you know, that love there. Um, And I always say that when we do these three-month rituals, you know, three-month sessions, we call them like quarterly valuations. (laughs) That I Quarterly relationship review. Yeah, quarterly relationship reviews. And don't get the wrong idea, guys. It's not like, you know. No, we even even joke about the, the, you know, it's a silly way to, to term it. But it's kind of what it is. It's like the same thing you do at work every three months. Yeah. And I think I always said that like the thing that most people get wrong is that you don't invest in your relationship. Most people don't invest in their relationships. Like Mm -hmm. they're not getting mentors and they're not having those reviews or they're not 
growing again going back to the whole like you you marry the person you want to grow with and you grow together but then also it's important to grow individually and so when you have two people that are willing to grow and to expand and to um you know be open to to new things then it keeps it not so plateauish like it keeps it not so plain And and you get to discover new things about one another right um, which is which is not easy to do sometimes, you know. Sometimes when you've been with somebody for a while, you assume that you know them completely because right. they feel so familiar to you. Right, right. But that's the furthest thing from the truth, I think. Right, and I think that one of the very um, one of the things that I have been talking a lot with other women is this this concept of resentment in marriages. And in relationships where someone builds resentment towards the other partner in some way. And it's like, how does that happen? I don't think it just happens overnight. happens slowly, slowly, slowly. And I think communication, lack of communication is where that can, you know, start. Is the lack of communication and then it builds into this resentment because the partner... One partner is making a a lot of assumptions on how the person feels and just assumes that they're okay or that they're happy. Well, why don't you why don't you tell me a little bit more about what you mean when you say lost in translation because I okay. think that's interesting. I think well, I know yes. what you mean. So, we're going to talk okay, we're going <clears> to <throat> we're going to get there in a little bit um about lost in translation. We're going to get there and I do want to start first about talking about what we do because okay. I think people are, might be curious to know and I think it's a really great uh tool or practice right. that we encourage you to if you're listening whether you're in a new relationship or a seasoned relationship and your partner or spouse is open to this, I promise you it is something that I say I fall like madly in love with you all over again yeah. every three months yeah. after those sessions. I hope that's not the only time you fall well, in love Well, you know, I'm you. madly in love with you, but <laughs> it definitely has a uh, has a uh, enhancing effect of right. falling back in love with you. And we have a we have a little background noise, meowing cat in the background. If you guys hear, that's either Harry or Potter. We have two cats, Harry and Potter. So apologize for that meowing. But okay, so first thing I want to talk about is going back to the idea that you have to treat a relationship. Well, you don't have to. This is my suggestion: is really treat a relationship like as a partnership. So if you were to start a business and you have business partners or you have a business, you know, of your own, you're you might want to seek out mentors in your industry. You might want to seek out ways to improve your skills and improve your business. And then there's change that happens. So you have to adapt um, you know, new modalities for your business and new ways of doing business and and expanding it. I feel that in a relationship and a partnership, it's the same way is like learning more about yourself, learning more about the person, having mentors, having things that are growing you and expanding you. So I kind of wanted to mention that and then talk a little bit about how we make sure that throughout our daily lives together, we don't get lost in translation Mm -hmm. because it can happen Mm -hmm. when you say something or I say something and you made it mean something else. And so I'm like, well, that's not what I meant. Right. And you're like, well, that's how I took it. And I'm like, okay, there's the lost in translation. Right. So you translated something completely different mm-hmm. than what I meant it to be. Right. And the funny thing is, I, you know, I, that's kind of what I thought you were talking about. But 
something that happens quite often, I think, hopefully not just to me, I don't want to seem like I'm crazy here, but sometimes those things are communicated without ever being spoken. So um, actions and body languages Mm -hmm. and things like that also, I'm assuming... Are, it's very easy to lose those things in translation too. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> yeah, like sometimes I will ask you, like, "Are you okay? Like, mm-hmm. are did I do something? Are you right. upset at me?" And you're like, "No, I'm fine." And it's because I'm reading some type of energy from right. you that maybe something else is on your mind, right. and I'm taking it personally. Um, and that's why it's good to ask. And then it's right. also really great for the person to be transparent and honest. If there is something bothering you about me, you know, or if I did do something. And I think a lot of people kind of either, if they're not having good communication, they hold those feelings um, and they don't express them or they feel like Mm -hmm. if they do, they're going to, you know, come off as wrong. And it just becomes this vicious cycle of miscommunication. I think the the danger of that is that maybe danger is not the right word. But if you're the kind of person that bottles things up or doesn't like to address things that are hard for you to address, then every little notch in the belt that where you have a little argument or maybe you take something the wrong way or you get upset about something and you don't deal with it, it just just starts to pile up over time. Exactly, yes. And then that becomes the potential for a big blowout fight where it's like all of these things come rushing back all of a sudden and it's just not called for it's not necessary yes and then one of the things that we've learned through the landmark um, which you guys have heard me talk about landmark before is you learn this um, concept I guess you can say that we tend to make meaning of things Mm -hmm. a lot so you you say something I make it mean this you do something or you don't do something I make it mean that and what we realize is that it actually doesn't mean that it's a story that we created right. we learn about rackets and all these things. And I think that also plays into the whole loss in translation because, again, going back to what we started with saying, it's like, you know, I said something, you perceived it this way, you interpreted it this way, got, gets lost in translation. But deeper than that, you've made it mean something then, or I make it mean something. Um, so we can be freed from this is by not making it mean anything. Right. It just means that you did whatever you did and doesn't mean anything at all. Right. But it may mean something to the person. And that's also something I wanted to talk about today is that sometimes you may say something, but what I'm only looking at is like the surface level, you know, right. action or, you know, what you did. I'm looking at it from a surface level. I'm not looking at what's really behind it or what is at the root mm-hmm. of it. Right. So you may say something like, you know, I miss you, you know, when you're out late at night, mm-hmm. you know, and, but I'm going to make a translation of that and be like, oh, my God, I'm just an awful fiance and, you know, I should be better to you and I shouldn't go do that. And it, I made it mean something else. But really right. what you're saying is that you just miss me. Right. And maybe at the root of that is something else, you right. know. And again, I think this is where the communication coming together really understanding each other at that deeper level Mm -hmm. um and not just being okay with just interpreting it on our own way it's like how about we interpret it with what you what's at the root of you meaning what you said you know what does it really mean for you not what does it mean for me Mm -hmm. 
And so that's one of the things that we do is, you know, right? When we do yeah, these... Yeah, we ask, we check in. We check in, we come together every three months and we kind of do highs and lows, you know? Mm-hmm. What, are you, what are you loving right now? What is not... What are you not loving right now? Yeah. And we let the person speak and the other person just listens. And then what do we... What's the other thing that we do after we... we when I say what I love or what I say when I say what I'm not loving and then you'll say or else you know the next question is now what do you feel I meant by that <laughs> he's, he's looking at me like I'm crazy <laughs> okay no no I, I understand what you're saying I just didn't know that that was the thing you're referring to but yeah it's you know it's easy to hear somebody say something especially when they're talking negative not negatively but kind of indicating something that hasn't been working. Right. And you're looking right at me saying, these are the things that haven't been going so great. It's easy to get defensive and hear something in that language where you're like, why are you attacking me? Right. Um, you know, but you did this other stuff too. Or what about this stuff that I did do right? And right. It just it just all gets jumbled up in our own perspectives. Um, yeah. So basically, just to clarify... What we do is the person will speak and let's say we're in the part of what we we would call like the lows. It would be us getting the time to share like maybe some things that have been bothering us. Um, and then we will express that. And then after we finish expressing that, what we'll say is now tell me what I just said or tell me what I what you feel that that right. this means. And what- the. Then, Which, by the way, is not just an exercise we do every three months. I think that's something that we try to work through in any event. You know, when, when somebody says, when you say something to me or I say something to you and it's not quite, you know, it's not being quite understood, you'd definitely be the first to be like, hey, I don't understand what you're saying. Help me figure out what you mean. Right. And I'm definitely, I feel like I'm getting better at it. But Right. I think one of the, uh, really the powerful thing is to take time to say, hey, I said this, but just so you know, that's not what that means. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'm going to use a very easy example in the beginning of our relationship. You know, you're an architect, you're a designer, and, you know, you would suggest something for my house or, you know, a design for the kitchen or a potential, you know, design for something in the house. And I would say, no, I don't, I don't like that. And you would perceive it like, you know, well, that was rude and, or whatever it was. And I'm like, no, actually, I just don't like that color or I just don't like the design or I want that for, you know, the wall or whatever. And then, but really when we do the growth work is that you, you take it deeper because if you're, own triggers or your unconscious limiting beliefs about yourself mm-hmm. and I do the same right. so you may perceive that as me basically telling you you're not a good architect or you're not right. a good designer and that's not what it means right. it's just that I just didn't like that color or I don't like that design that means nothing to do with mm-hmm. you being a good architect and a good designer but if we have those things where we're not you know overcoming self-limiting doubts or worthiness issues or whatever you can look deeper into that and that's how sometimes when you say things to me and i'm triggered and you didn't mean anything like by you didn't mean anything 
that meant that I wasn't good enough. If I have limiting beliefs, that's where my defensiveness right. comes out. And now you can see like, oh, the reason why she was so upset is because she actually yeah. took it this way and she's making it mean right. that doesn't mean that at right. all. I hope this makes sense for everybody. And, and I think for like for me, I'm definitely someone who's prone to that particular, you know, limitation of myself, which is where I think where I don't, you know, where I tend to think I'm not good enough. Um, or I, I have certainly had that mm-hmm. perspective quite often in my past. Um, what, one thing that's really helped me kind of get through that is to look at you and be like, well, you're my fiance and you love me. Why would you say something on per- mm-hmm. that would purposely be mean or hurtful mm-hmm. or, you know, bring into question my worthiness? Mm-hmm. And 99.99999% of the time, you wouldn't do that, right. you know? I think maybe out of, rea- out of an angry reaction, maybe sometimes somebody might say something that's, you know, mean or hurtful just to kind of get a reaction. But I think that if you look at your partner and say, this is the person I love, they wouldn't say things like that to me. I'm, I must surely be misinterpreting what's happening here. I think right. you, you'll find more often than not that you're absolutely right. Your partner wouldn't, you know, talk to you in a way that you might be perceiving. Right. Again, yeah, it goes <clears> back to internal things you know i realized that like my super defensive nature and needing to prove myself and needing to be right or whatever it it was you know doing all this personal development work um i learned that it's you know childhood trauma abandonment issues things like that that make me Mm -hmm. react in certain ways and for some of us we do have this act of you know i'm not worthy i'm not good enough and so if someone doesn't like what we chose or doing there's this whole imposter syndrome thing that comes at play and there's this unworthiness that i'm not good enough so me saying i don't like that design it just means i don't like the design but it has nothing to do about your worth your value your capabilities your profession your talent and so i think that's the other little tip is that you know don't take everything at the surface level and Mm -hmm. just try to understand why that bothered that person and get to their level with it you know whatever level that is it's most of the time a lot deeper than what's at the surface right um and so you know we definitely encourage everyone to just really work on communication however that looks for you you know what we do every three months we've been doing it since our first three months together we're about to you know fulfill almost four years of this and i can't imagine not you know, having this fun ritual, it's amazing. It's great. And it started as a three-month thing, but just like Mika was saying, it's something that we we practice a lot of this communication, you know, tools throughout conversations and arguments. And we definitely, Miko and I are de- a lot different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're different in many ways, but then we're also, you know, similar in some ways, but we like a lot of the different things. We share different beliefs in certain mm. areas of life and we've we've made it work amazingly i, I don't know how but we have <laughs> no but no i think i th- you know i think what we do is we complement each other mm-hmm. instead of accentuate our differences um and you know one thing i was going to say too is that that 
that ritual that we have created, and we've been doing it since the beginning. I mean, we did it three months into our yeah. relationship. We started that. Um, it wasn't it wasn't easy at first. Oh, it no. definitely took some practice, and that's the thing about I think about personal growth is that it can feel incredibly uncomfortable. But the easiest way to get started is to just get started and to have a little trust and faith in your partner. Um, you know, find something that you can both do to just be a reminder and a little check-in for each other. And that's really what I think is at the root of what we try to do is just to say, hey, it's been three months. Let's talk about the good things and work through some of the bad things mm-hmm. and remind one another what you know why we're so crazy about each other. And, do, and it is surprise like it's incredibly... I think an effective way to do that is just yeah. to be like, hey, let's just let's just clear away all the BS between each each other and and really celebrate the good things between each other mm-hmm. and say, OK, next three months, let's go. Right. Yeah, no, for sure. And then going back to, you know, our the last podcast we did, we titled it, you know, you don't marry the person you love, you marry the person you grow with. And I recently saw a quote about. I think it was like a communication post, but it was talking about finding partners that are willing to have those vulnerable, raw conversations. I think it's something that will really help flourish a relationship and and really make it so that you're not just bored and you're mm-hmm. just not you're not just roommates anymore right. and you're just complacent complacent and you're just tolerating each other mm-hmm. um and yeah you might have fun you've just been together for a long time and you just oh i just accept the fact that you know my husband doesn't like to really talk about things or my wife just doesn't know how to express her emotions and you just after time you just accept it but like is that a thriving life is that a thriving mm-hmm. marriage is that a thriving relationship you know i know i know couples that are literally staying together for the kids um until the kids are older you know things like that it, you hear about these these relationship situations um different ones and i know that for me and for you you know this is our second marriage it's like we're we're not looking for mediocrity we're not looking right. you know to be just average we're looking to first make sure that our marriage is successful doesn't end in failure um and that we're having an amazing time together and that we're having fun together and i think the best way is for us to challenge ourselves challenge our thoughts challenge each other grow and expand and i think communication is that one area that gives you the opportunity to expand and grow and let's be fair here. I think one of the hardest things that couples have to face is to look at one another and ask for something that they're not getting um, or or request something in their relationship that's not currently there. Mm. Um, and I think this is a great tool for us that, you know, we've started to practice the act of of standing there and saying, hey, you know, our relationship is great, but I would really like more of X or right. I would really like to experience more of Y right. or I would like a little less of Z, <laughs> right. whatever the case may be. That's 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 difficult communication. So I think creating an exercise where you actually practice communicating yes. gives you the strength and ability to do that with your partner and your partner to, to really hear you. Yes. I think <clears throat> communication practices definitely are key. And just like you were saying, 
doing the things that are not easy, like doing the things that are hard in a relationship is going to make you stronger. It's just mm-hmm. like I use the metaphor all the time about going to the gym. Like if you want to ha- be healthy, you want to have that, you know, kick-ass body, and, you know, and everything, you're going to do the hard things, right? You're going to do the challenging things, but yet, but then those challenging things make your body stronger mm-hmm. and healthier. Mm-hmm. So you want a strong, healthy relationship you're going to have to do the hard things and communication is that thing starting a a ritual of communication and having those really difficult conversations those vulnerable conversations of growth and and you know and for you to even do it individually and then do it together you know like I journal a lot about my fears about my limiting beliefs and get really unraveling some of my traumas and childhood things um for myself so then I can come to you and communicate those things with you so you can understand me better. Mm-hmm. And that's even hard for me to do, you know, to reveal things right. about me that are not so pretty. Um, so do the communication. Start, you know, slow. Like, you know, don't go full on if you haven't done it. Like you were saying, like Mika was saying in the beginning, it was not easy. Mm-hmm. It's gotten a lot easier three and a half years later. And we've gotten almost to the point where we're like, hmm, this is going to be, you know, a little bit easier than it was in the beginning, but we still do it and it's, it's amazing and it's fun. Um, yeah. So any final words, any final thoughts you want to add to that? Oh, I did want to say that this is a great way to not build a resentment. So having those vulnerable conversations, communicating your feelings. And as you were saying, Miko, about you know, letting the partner, letting your partner know what you are lacking. What are you needing in life? Mm-hmm. What do you want more of? What is important to you? What right. what are what are your new values in that season of your life? So the person knows and understands, and the communication of having those conversations will, you know, really protect you from not building those resentment towards yeah. each other. Yeah, and I, I, what I was going to say is that you know the. The part of that ritual that I always appreciate more than anything is that it's doing something uncomfortable and it doesn't always look pretty. It doesn't always come out perfect. It's, you know, it's, yeah, it's, it, it can get a little messy sometimes when you start poking around at things like, hey, in the past three months, this is what's been bothering me, mm-hmm. right? Um, even in that quote unquote safe environment that we're creating, I think that it's still easy to, Maybe feel a little attacked or a little, um, mm-hmm. you know, defensive or whatever. But it doesn't matter. Get let it get messy. Let it be imperfect. It's the practice of, you know, being vulnerable to your partner that I think has been created such success between us. It's just it gets easier and better all the time for us to just really let go of everything and tell one another what we want and what we don't want and. Yeah, it's it's been an amazing practice and an exercise and I definitely want you know, I want to hear your audience doing it too. I think it's yes. been invaluable to us. Definitely. Well thank you, Miko, for being on the Feel by Grad Two podcast again. Thank I love you, Victoria. <laughs> I look forward to having you on future relationship, communication, love podcast with me. I think we we have some exciting things coming. I think that mm-hmm. um, we're going to be revealing soon, sooner yeah. or later, that we're very excited about. So thanks again for being on the podcast. My pleasure. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Fueled by Gratitude. It is my honor and pleasure to give you a weekly dose of some positivity, uplifting words, and some mindset and lifestyle principles that you can use to transform into your best version. If you loved what you heard today, please share this episode with your friends and make sure to check out my woman mindset group called Mad Women link in the comments in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll catch you next time on another episode.